Back to the Lost in Sci-Fi podcast. Uh, it's a new year, and we are have everybody <laughs> in the room tonight. So this is a what did we call it last time? A crossover yeah, event. Yeah, crossover event. Yeah. So it's I'm Leland, Lost in Sci-Fi <laughs> co-host Elizabeth. Hi, everybody. And then you have your podcast, Binary System Podcast. So of course we have co-host Catherine Adams and special guest star who comes in when we need someone to be funny and southern. Jada. Nice. Hi. <laughs> so this is going to be, we're all in one room, yes. on one mic. Which fun. Does, doesn't get to happen very often. Not at all, because Catherine's visiting uh, for birthday shenanigans, yes. which I watched. Well, no, I didn't watch anything. I saw the photos <laughs> yes. on Instagram, and you guys seem to be having a very nice time doing things. Yes, we yeah. are doing things. Exploring San Diego, pretty yeah. much. Ooh, how was the farmer's market? Oh, really? Oh, nice. my God. Been- no, because we've been trying to That's work right. out our schedules to go is, one weekend. Yeah. It's huge. The, yeah. It's the, so big. The Little Italy Farmer's Market has got to be the largest one of those I've ever been to. Yeah. And it has just, you know, imagine anything artisan. Someone will have a stand set up with it for sale. Right Including on. at one point we found it is artisan craft beer marinated beef jerky. <laughs> I want... Everything you just said yes. in yes. my mouth. Yes. Yeah, yes. no, that's yeah, no. I've been wanting to go, but it's it's on the weekends, and I'm usually working. And then there's the you can't just drive there. You have to either walk in through trolley and hope for the best. And get this though, we know. were driving there, and Jada always has really good parking karma. So we're driving there, and we're saying, I don't know if we're going to find parking. And Jada said, I will turn on my parking karma. <laughs> And we were going around and around, and we had just made the decision, okay, we're going to drive back to my place and catch a lift in instead, and son of a gun, this parking spot opens up right on the corner in the middle of where the farmer's market is, like four feet away from one of the booths, and we got it. No. Uh, Okay. How many times have we tried to go down? A lot. For, like, yeah. Yeah. See, your mistake is you didn't take me. That's right. right. I always have Jada along for parking. (laughs) I do have good car- parking karma. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, this episode's first of the uh, 2018. So you know, Happy New Year. Um, if I was going to say, if you believe in such things, it's not like Christmas. I believe in the calendar. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a weird episode for me. Um, I'm just here, honestly, to, to run the board and to give color commentary. You're here to make fun of me. To yes. react to things. Yes. So we're going to do an episode about fan fiction. <laughs> or slash fiction. Is that the mm, that term? Is okay. That's term. one term of fan fiction. One yes, term. One yeah. This is something I don't believe in. And um, <laughs> You will after you hear this podcast. Right. I think you're going to be curious enough to go Google. All I ask is that you at least do one sci-fi fanfic so we can get the uh, sci-fi banner. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. but no, wait, we changed our name to Lost in Genre anyway. That's, really matter. <laughs> That's right. It could be any damn yeah. thing at yeah. this point. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess a definition first, and then I would Ladies think, have yeah, at the. I'm yeah. just <laughs> I would say it's like if you have a love for a show and you adore it, but the storyline just didn't go in a direction that you want. I think that's most people's mm-hmm. intro, especially if they are shippers, mm-hmm. which means you want to get two characters in a relationship, hence the name, 
and um, and the show won't do it or won't do it the way you want. And so you either look for stories that have been written about those characters or you just say hell with it and you write that story. And that's what fan fiction for a lot of people is. Not everybody, but for a lot of people. It is also an excuse to put yourself into the story yes. in the case of authors' own characters, yeah. which, unfortunately, I don't like that kind of fan fiction. I don't because, read those no, it just, I mean, I can understand the allure. You have a daydream about getting to meet all these characters that you love very, very much, so you write out a story. The problem is it's only going to appeal to you because you have all of these characters that people are familiar with, and then this strange other person that's the love interest suddenly of Which is typically the person writing, and we call that a Mary Sue. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they are a Mary Sue character is perfect, except, you know, the author was like, oh, I don't want to make them perfect. I want to give them flaws. And so that's why their flaws are like, I care too much about people you know? <laughs> or I, I don't know, uh, I faint dramatically at just the right moment. Yeah. That's a flaw for a Mary Sue to have. So yeah. Leland's looking very <laughs> wide. He's already scared. <laughs> yeah, I just it's fun. <laughs> there was OK on if anyone out there reads the Girl Genius comic book. Yes. And if you don't, you need to okay. by the Phil Foglet, Phil and Kaja Foglio. Yes. They did a one shot episode that was just this random character who was telling the stories about the heterodyne boys. Yes. But she was inserting her own character into the stories and making her little brothers really mad because she was messing with the stories. Right. And it was just perfect. I mean, you you see the authors illustrated her story and this like larger-than-life woman, Marietta Susan or something like that, steps in. And one of them says, you're as beautiful as the day that she rescued you after your whole clan was mysteriously wiped out by ninjas. And she said, oh, enough about my tragic past. I was also a princess. <laughs> That's the kind of Mary Sue stuff that yeah. happens. And Which we don't reasons. care for that one. No, yeah, I no. just can't read no. any of that. Sorry, guys. I'm sure some of it's really well written. My favorite is Sherlock, obviously. That's my favorite thing ever in the world. Yes. BBC Sherlock. Yeah. And... I enjoy uh, reading. I don't read a lot of slash fic, which is man on man fic. So, or sometimes women on women on women. That's technically called fem slash. Yeah, fem slash. Yeah. So a lot of. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think slash way back in the day originally used to be what the term was. It's this person and that person. Picard slash crusher. Yeah, Yeah, that that sort of thing. Yeah, but. It eventually, I, I, like fem slash, just it's just so insulting. That's the thing. It really shouldn't have. It really shouldn't have a separate thing. I mean, if they've made the idea like it used to be, it was any two characters. But then somehow they started doing like Kirk slash Spock. So that started like, to be the name. It's one of the first slash Yeah, even yeah. I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So eventually slash just came to be known as male, male, fake. Yeah. And then somebody decided to differentiate between that and if it's woman, woman, and they called it fem slash. Really, there shouldn't be a definition. Yeah, I don't that. do that. If I call, if I think it, if it's gay, then it's slash. If right. it's heterosexual, it's het. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. Because yeah. I'm lazy and don't like to say two words. I don't know. <laughs> That's totally fine. So the in the Sherlock fandom, a lot of people ship uh, Watson and Sherlock, so they call it John Locke. And I don't ship that. I ship Sherlock and Molly Hooper, which is a character that, you, Leland, you didn't even remember when you watched it. I think last time we talked about it, you're like, who? It's the coroner chick, right? Yeah. yeah. So I ship them, and their um, name is Sherlolly, mm-hmm. and they're my nope. They could have done better. That's just not a good name. There's also Mawlock 
and mm. um, I think that's the only I think one. That's the only one I can think um, of. Yeah, yeah. But I ship them, and I don't know why I'm obsessed with them. I need help. Where's the support group? Dial yes. it up right now. <laughs> Luckily, there is a lot of fiction written about them. Yes, so, there's yeah. a lot. I only usually read um, fan fiction on archiveofourown.com. That's the one you do as well, and right, Kevin? I mostly go to fanfiction.net, but Archive of Our Own has been a pretty good source, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for the enlightened like myself, <laughs> yes. these are, I assume, because I'm, I can infer, because I'm smart, <laughs> that these are websites where they are categorized as to which genre or show, yes. and you just like, like if you woke up one evening from, a, let's say, like a nap, <laughs> like you do, and you're like, oh, I want to have tea and 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 read a Futurama fanfic. Yes, it exists. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that is where you go and you find yes. something about Bender falling in love with like and Amy. There's yes. actually okay. they are actually fanfiction.net. I think is run really well, and they will actually make agreements with authors because, of course, fanfiction can be anything, not just TV, not just movies. But fanfiction.net uh, has agreed they will not post any fanfiction for Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Riders of Pern. They won't do any George R. R. Martin. I don't think they even do any Anne Rice. Yeah. Because those authors have specifically contacted the website and said, could you not? Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I, maybe I get because I can't speak on the Anne McCaffrey. I don't believe she has a lot of incest in her particular mm-hmm. novels. I don't. But the other two, they're kind of like high end fanfic on their own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's what it is. If you scale back the quality of good writing and the fact that they're successful and worldwide famous, they have a lot of fanfic tropes going on in their books. And I think George R. R. Martin has specifically said. I know that he's doing it because he wants to protect his property, fine. But he says that that is not a good thing for burgeoning writers to get into. You don't play in, else, in someone else's sandbox, is his idea. I will agree with him on yeah, that, Yeah, it's though. true. But I can see that. practice writing, it doesn't But really I think matter. the yeah. way they've handled it is better than, okay, um, CrossGen. CrossGen was that comic property that existed for a few years and then completely crashed and burned. The head of CrossGen was apparently sending out cease and desist letters from their law offices directly to writers, telling them to remove the works, the fan fiction wow. works that they had posted. That's yeah, that is not how you do it. No. Yeah. no, the opposite end of the spectrum on that are the two writers for well, the two main writers for Sherlock are Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss, and they actually read the fan fiction that fans write, <laughs> and they enjoy it, and they think it's great and brilliant, and they just like keep on and. Because he himself says that he is a fanfic writer. He just happens to write Doctor Who, or he, you know, he retired from Doctor Who. But yeah, um, well, some could argue writes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, a lot of people love him, but so there are different, you know, levels of what the writers actually think. And you can tell that he wrote fanfiction because the beginning of the season where Sherlock comes back when we're trying to find out how he survived, that is all one long fanfiction that went on there. That's all like where. Him and Moriarty made out with each other, and then the dramatic when he crashes through the window and kisses Molly and everything. All that is like it was written like a fan fiction that somebody said, "This is how I would want it to happen." Yeah. So that's what that was all about. Yeah, and the, actually, the fan group in that episode is called the Empty Hearse, and there was actually a, a story written called the Empty Hearse. And one of the major writers for Sherlock fiction, um, fan fiction. Yes. And they actually contacted her and told her they were going to name the episode that because of her fiction, her fan fiction. So <laughs> That is sort of good and bad. It's great that 
people who really, really love these particular properties are getting acknowledgement. Unfortunately, it encourages a lot of other people who probably shouldn't be writing. Oh, that's me. I should not be writing. Oh, no, but I've, I've read some of your stuff. I like it. Emma, the thing about fan fiction is if you're going to go look for stuff, you have to just go ahead and be okay with the fact that you're going to wade through about 90% crap in yes. order to get a good story. And you get your favorites, obviously. Yeah. I follow several favorites, but you get them and, and you know, you follow them. And a lot of them write a lot. Like, I'm, I don't even understand how they have time to even do their real life because... Some of these people write hundreds, 200,000, 300,000 word. Easily novels. Yeah. Easily. But they're just all online. Whereas yeah. I actually like, I like shorter stories. I Me browse too. around because I, I see that there's a work on fanfiction.net and it's got like 40 chapters and I'm like, no. And then there's a thing called a drabble, which yeah. is around about 100 words. And it's usually based on a challenge. Someone says, I want a challenge of this type of thing happening and people have to write these very short little vignettes and everything. And I love cute. those. They're adorable. I love them. So they write full on... Oh. They're not short stories. Because I always... I, I would think short stories, but you're saying that there's like full on novels. Epic. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That is... The, the longest one I ever read was 50 chapters and 787,000 words. No, I don't have that kind of... Because <laughs> that's It took me a long away, time. <laughs> that's taking away from like, no offense to these people... Real books. No, it's true. It's really not true. that these not aren't real books because they're real to <laughs> well, them. And yeah. it's bad when you start something like that. You invest the time in it, and maybe it's not very good. It's worse when you invest the time to read it. It's good. You're really curious about what's going to happen, and they stop writing. Yes. Yeah, because there's um, no accountability really. If right. someone sure, if they, they get bored, they get bored. Yeah. They have a change in their life, and they really don't have time to write fan mm-hmm. fiction. They run out of an idea, and you're just sitting there going, and you look, and the last chapter was posted like five years ago and you know that's it it's never going to be finished that's why i always check the only complete stories when i'm looking Ah, but i have my favorite authors that oh those by the way that leland those are called whips work in progress Mm -hmm. when they haven't finished it yet. yeah so a lot of the um writers will release a chapter at a time to kind of tease people i don't know why it's really cruel and so or maybe they write they don't write them all at one time but a lot of them will just continue on and like you said they'll tease in a chapter a day or whatever and then but sometimes they never finish which I'm guilty of the one time I wrote a whip and I'm like oh this is too boring I can't do this <laughs> I've actually done that where I ended a story and it I find an ending place for it but it technically could continue and people are like oh when are you going to post the next chapter yeah. I'm like that's all there was. That's Never. All I'm tired of doing this. It ended, <laughs> it ended when the two characters I wanted to get together got together, and that's it. So they rode off into the sunset. So, there you go. I... I have so many questions. It's like, I don't know where to start, so I'll just, you know, meander. But I guess my first question would be, out of the three of you here, because you are now the experts as far as I'm concerned, I guess, do you have... Okay, I'll start with this first. So, Okay, okay, Catherine, example. You go on your favorite fanfic website... Mm -hmm. Where, where, what do you look for? Like, is it like you wake up that afternoon again from a nap? Because mm. that's in my mind, all ladies nap. Um, <laughs> As we should. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you get up from a nap and you're like, I want to get tea and I want to read insert whatever genre. Does okay. it differ from day to day? Sure. Or do you have a specific thing you always like? Like, if you're because I know when your sister really like X Files, like, do you just go, Oh, I, I think X Files is kind of my jam. Mm-hmm. So I go there first, or right. is it just kind of like, Day to day. Day to day. Okay. Because I, it is, I, I have such a short attention span, and things will catch my attention, like, 
going to see the Jeremy Renner Hensel and Gretel movie, and I decided I you, re- you remember that? Oh, right? I love that movie. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I decided that Jeremy Renner and What's Gemma Alterton or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I can't say her last name properly. Yeah. Um, I thought they had an insane amount of chemistry. And I wanted to see if anyone had written fan fiction about them. And, of course, they had. Mm. However, I was hoping... Problematic a little yeah, bit. Problematic, because yeah. they're brother and sister. I was thinking that I would just go on there and people would have written away to... Explain how they're not actually brother and sister? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they didn't. Every single one of them I went to, that went right for the incest. So it's kind of like satisfying, but not really satisfying. And there's a real easy out there. One was adopted. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. It's, it's a line of dialogue that solves or, a lot of problems. Or like yeah. the, the mother and father actually had children before they met each other. Yeah, so, the they decided, so they decided yeah. to raise the children as brother and sister? For example, someone get on that, please? <laughs> I already have ideas, but I just haven't been able to yeah. put them down on paper. That's the way it happens, though. You go see a movie or you watch a TV show and you suddenly realize that you just have this, like, I went to see the Avengers movie, and here it is. Catherine gets out of the Avengers movie going, who is that gentleman playing Loki? He's awesome. And I get out of it going, oh, my God, Black Widow and Hawkeye, Black Widow and Hawkeye. And I, like, seriously went home and immediately started Googling. And the great thing is on fanfiction.net, they have it sorted by, well, are you interested in a TV show, a movie, or books? So they have that category. Then within it, there's an alphabetical list of all the different books, all the different TV shows. So you click on Avengers. And then, this is my favorite thing, they have little drop-down menus where you pick character one and character two. So I can look up <laughs> Hawkeye and Black Widow specific stories that people have tagged that way. It's brilliant. You can do that on Archive of Our Own. Leland is just like kind of amazed. I mean, I, mean I, I, I knew this was the thing. Like, I mean, like, I've been around Comic-Con. I've gone to... I'm a nerd. I get it. I understand the term Wincest. I know yeah, yeah, what yes. that means. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, Anyone else who doesn't Winchester Brothers, you get it supernatural. It, it yes. just seems the fact that someone has broken it down. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like you said, John Locke. Of course it is. <laughs> it makes, you say it, I go, yep. Yep. You know, yeah, I, I do know that, it, uh, was it Densiel? Destiel. Destiel. I know these things because as a supernatural fan, you hear I'm aware of things. Yes. But. I have never gone and looked for it <laughs> because I am one of those people that I watch the show and I go, well, they're brothers. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. how the writers intended it. It's the same way, uh, I guess, with the Sherlock thing. Or, but but here's the, here's the the switch is that you you and I have talked about the Picard Crusher. Yes. yes. And, you know, which, of course, they did write into book continuity. Yes. So... In my mind, I'm like, well, there should there doesn't need to be any more fanfic because it's now a thing, you know. That's but it's not a thing, but it is a thing. Exactly why, especially they talk about that relationship would be called canon Mm -hmm. because it actually exists, you know. Obviously, Harry Potter and. Uh, Ron, got it. Ginny, well, Ron, yes. <laughs> no, you're you're not wrong, and everything. But there were a lot of Ronnie. Harry Potter Hermione fans who were really, yeah. really upset when Harry got up with Ginny because a lot of people felt like Hermione was canon, and she wasn't. So I've heard that about somebody was asking a question in like apparently a history course or whatever, and they're like, "How do ships sink? And they ship when the other ship has a cannon." So, uh-huh. get it? Oh, I got it. <laughs> Wait, it's like, I'm just pretending you didn't say yeah. it. No, no, I mean, I, I find it just very fascinating that this is a, like a, 
this isn't even like a subgenre. Like this is no. like deep subgenre oh, yeah. within a subgenre. Every single the, yeah. fiction property. Okay, well wait a minute. I say that every single fictional property has got fan fiction. What also bothers me is fan fiction written about real people. Oh, oh. yeah. yeah. Oh, that, so that's a big That thing. bothers yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they'll have like Tom Hiddleston. Oh, <laughs> lots okay. of actual. Tom I wasn't Hiddleston even going like that. Tom Hiddleston and Elizabeth Olsen, yeah, or Tom it. Hiddleston and uh, uh, Paul Bethany, or or Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift. Oh God! <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> when, you, when you said real people, I didn't even think celebrities. Yeah. My first thought was historical figures. Oh, there's probably that there, there too. I probably never, just never read like, it. Yeah. Like Tom Hiddleston meets. Thomas Jefferson in a time travel scenario. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's probably there. Sexy times ensue. Or, you know, Madame Curie comes across, I don't know, It's not outside the realm of possibility. It really isn't. Anything that you can imagine, there's going to be some fan fiction about that. You know, now I'm in. Like, I I want to read the fan fiction of Cleopatra coming back in time to, like, I don't know, meet Bieber. Like, Why not? <laughs> and you know, if you want to, if you want to search, because obviously, let me just pull up my iPad. Right. <laughs> so you know, fanfiction.net has it all organized. Archive of our own is also pretty well organized. But seriously, go on Tumblr and, like, obviously, if you know the ship name, Hawkeye and Black Widow is Clintasha. We have said this before in this podcast, mm-hmm. so you can search that tag. But also, like on Inception, Arthur and Ariadne. If you look Arthur X Ariadne, that's the name for the combination of the ship. So that helps you search for a lot of stuff. Mm. You're like sort of firing I Actually, my, my first I was like, when you say Inception, do you mean the movie? Yes. Yes. That one movie. Yes. yes. Yeah, there's that, a that lot of fan spawned fiction. That spawned a fan fiction off one boring yes. movie. When I, I did not think it was boring. <laughs> I just really wanted to throw I just really wanted to throw Christopher Nolan under the bus I, one more time. I was watching that movie and saw Arthur and Ariadne when, you know, they're trying to distract the whatever the people in the dream and yeah. he said, quick, give me a kiss and they kiss and everything and she's like, it didn't work. He said, no, it was worth a shot and smirks and everything and I was sitting there going, Wow, I just heard of fanfic being bored. <laughs> I don't even remember who those characters were. Oh, oh my God. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Emma... No, um, wait. Uh, Juno. Me. Yes. Yes. Whatever her name, Paige? Ellen Page. Ellen Page. Ellen Page, Page yeah. yes. Honestly, I, I, uh, well, I figured Joe Glow was the one. Yeah. Um, honestly, I thought it was the Tom Hardy, Jennifer, or Jennifer, Joe, God, it has been a rough day. It's I cannot totally talk. Fun. But you know what? That's the thing. If you look up Inception fiction, and there's a lot of it. Oh, I'm sure now you told me. Yeah, there is way more Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tom Hardy fic than there was Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Ellen Page. I mean, yeah. a lot more. Because they had actually chemistry. more chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really like, like, I didn't like the movie, but I remember the game. Yeah. Those two dudes, I'd watch those guys in a movie. Because he was, Tom Hardy was so flirting with him the whole movie. <laughs> really was. Yeah. So I just pulled up Archive of Our Own really quick, and their um, categories of fandoms are anime and magna, books and literature, cartoons and comics and graphic novels, celebrities and real people, movies, music and bands, other media, theater, TV shows, video games, and uncategorized. So anything. The, mu- the music and bands is intriguing to me. Like, <laughs> oh, what if Blondie met David Bowie before? Before they um, were stars in there. space, you know, like it's almost like 
alternative universes, mm-hmm. like or the infinite universe mm-hmm. idea that anytime you make a decision, there's another universe created where you made the other decision. In this case, anytime you mention a fan fiction idea, it suddenly creates them. Like, yeah. Suddenly they're there and they've always it, been there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just for the BBC Sherlock version of Sherlock, there are 90,000 fanfics. Jesus. Um, <laughs> and that's all. So then you drill down to like what you want your relationship or then you can also drill down to um, how explicit is it explicit is it mature is it general audience is it teen and above and there was something that was a revelation to me when I first stumbled across it the hurt slash comfort oh, oh yes I love where, those. where somebody one of the characters has gotten hurt or is suffering through a disease or has gotten capture something and the other person has to comfort them the like, knight in mm, shining armor it's oh. like catnip yes. <laughs> so awesome how, okay is my I mean I have read a lot of the okay the most explicit book I can probably say I've read was probably one of those Anne Rice sleeping oh, yeah. Yeah, BDS oh my god yeah that's, so that's to fine. me that's the like the quality or not quality but that's the Level of thank you. The level of smut that I am yeah. accustomed to reading. Yes, it's like I do it all the time. Um, <laughs> but so, are they as bad as that, or do they go worse? Oh, oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I think oh, they definitely get worse. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you know, and there's also categories that I don't much care for, like that. There is a rape category yeah. for some of these things. Yeah. There's a non-con. I don't know why I'm shocked yeah. by that. Yeah. Like you, the moment you said it, my first thought was like, "Ew, no, that makes sense." And I've that been was on the internet. Yeah. The, Fan fiction was the first place where I ever ran into the concept of a trigger warning. Yeah. Yes. Because people are dedicated to making sure that these, you know, fan fictions have a warning for anything you might run into. So I think trigger warnings predated the category system. Because yeah. before you would have to put a whole listing of anything people might have to worry about, whereas now there's a category for it. Yeah. What do you mean by trigger warning? All right. Uh, Trigger warnings for rape would be one. Like, mm-hmm. the, here's a warning: this story is going to have rape, explicit injury, blood, gore, that miscarriage, anything. Like you said, like death a rating. A, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. So there's a rape rating. Well, it's not a rating. It's like rape a would be the actual trigger. Got this it. Is saying, so this is going to have rape in it. That's of something rape. that you're going to yeah. read it, and it's going to trigger you into being upset. There you, you probably go. don't need yes. to read it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But the rating tends to be more like. This is for all audiences. This is, you know, mature. This is explicit. So people who read the trigger and still read it and get upset are just... They knew better, and it's it's on them at that point. You know, you have clicks, and you have people who group together and the same kind of drama that you have anywhere on the internet you've got certain authors who have their fans who will come to their rescue if somebody picks on them or whatever yeah. but yeah you'll have somebody who whines and complains and then you're like it had a trigger warning on it you knew what you were getting into so that does oh. bring up a whole other scenario of once uh, you post something or a writer posts something you can comment yes. on their stories if the writer allows it you can turn that off so then you get people that will correct grammar you get people that will you know, say you put should have put a comma there. You get people that said, "Why would you, you know, do this? This is a stupid story." But then you get your nice, sweet people that are, you know, like, "Oh, I love this. This is so sweet." So you get your whole kind of the personality show. I usually never comment on anything. That's but. that to me is more fascinating than the actual fanfic. The really? people that it's like reading comments on like, Facebook, right? But it's <laughs> so specific of a comment. Like I am upset. I went to a website where nothing is literally real because <laughs> it's not as you would canon. Yeah. I guess okay, I'm yeah. using terms now. Yeah. But you go there and then they're like, 
oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I disagree with your imagination. Yes. Like, yes. that is ludicrous to me because yes. it's like, isn't this whole thing just imaginative? Yes. So, like, it doesn't matter. Yes. And now, the grammar thing, they're just being assholes. Yeah. And that's the people know. who really actually have a problem with that, that they can't accept that somebody would write a Harry Hermione story because they will come in and comment. They're like, but clearly he wasn't with her and they, they are having that same kind of disconnect with her. But he wasn't with her it's he was actually with Ginny and then people are sitting there having to explain to them excuse me I'm writing a story so they're idiots all over yeah. the place you know you can never get away from them right yeah. what is something you won't read I, I'm not a fan of trigger warnings because I think you got to roll with the punches when you get it. Sure. But I don't find the rape stories sexy, no. so I would well, no, much rather. No, yeah. I, I Oddly you. enough, I you, don't you find rape sexy. No, no. She does not find it sexy. I will categorically <laughs> deny that. Uh, one thing I don't read. Oddly enough, I don't read Loki fan fiction. I don't either. I don't really like imagining him with anybody else. So. <laughs> no. Oh my god. That's yep. so weird. Because he's saving him. I'm saving myself for Loki. <laughs> but, you know, I'll tell you what's something that happens. When you think that a particular pairing is ridiculous, you will find a pairing. I was reading Inception fan fiction, and somehow I stumbled across Ariadne, who's Ellen Page, mm. and Saito, who is Ken Watanabe. And I was like, well, that's a really weird idea. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I'm like, there is not nearly enough of this pairing. <laughs> find a pairing ridiculous. And then what did you do? Well, I just started writing some of this. <laughs> finished a story in that and I've actually started up a little like a bit of fan art for it because that's more my that, area is the fan art do you set them in their world that they are established in yes. or do you take them other places you can do anything you want but my I idea guess that was that is really the answer sure, is you yeah. can do anything you want yeah, in no, your yeah. story yeah the my bad I, the one I had was actually them it was a hurt comfort fic they go into a dream and something happens bad and I've been wasting all this time researching what kind of drugs would affect dreams in a particular way because I'm apparently <laughs> that person so See, I like the fluffy stuff. Fluffy is like Sherlock and Molly. You know, she works in the morgue and he does, you know, detective. He's the consulting detective. So I'm like them going out to pick out a Christmas tree or them going to the grocery store and fighting over which biscuits to get. I like stupid stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe my favorite is the characters discovering each other and realizing that they're in love. Oh, yeah, I love that. Or the, you know, with the slight angst to begin with. Yeah, all the stuff leading up to it. This all sounds like categories of porn, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And I don't mean that to be derogatory in any way. Like, you know, if you go on porn websites, like, they have a category. Like, do you want amateur? Do you want this particular thing? That's yep, true. You know, exactly. do you want fluff stuff? You know, you, sure do you want to go yeah. right to the sex? Or yeah. do you want to have the whole lead up? Or do you want to start after their own relationship? Now, someone who has never read any of this, I, I, I might need to check it in now, but... <laughs> I think I would just go straight to the fucking. <laughs> like, yeah. I just want to see how so funny this shit is. Sometimes I'm straight yeah. to the smut. Sometimes yeah, like, I need the fluff. It depends like, on how my life's going. Who's going to do what? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, there's another category that we should really probably address. There there are actually fan fictions that are written that have absolutely nothing to do with the relationships at all. They are just stories in the world. They are adventure stories, spy mm-hmm. stories, you know, comic book stories, whatever, and they have nothing to do with relationships. I'm not really interested. Oh, in so, so someone just wrote a document. Doctor Who story. Yes. yes. Like, yes. they were like, this should have happened in the yes. show. Yes. I should have been Stephen Moffat. Yes. I'm going to write this yes. particular That's story. Exactly and then they just send it out in the world, and people can read it and judge it or whatever, yes. but yep. there's literally no nope. slashing or pairing Nothing. of anybody. No. They wrote their own episode. Yep. Another thing that I do not like to read is gender swap. 
So yeah, I don't see, like it right. when... I, yeah. No, it's just, it's not that I think it's bad. It's just kind of like, hmm, that does nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a weird... It's an old trope at this point I to find, find the... More in, um, like, even... It, it's very big in the comic book world. Yeah. I mean, there's always the one universe that's everybody's gender swap. Yeah. Even, you know, Trek. I, I mean, yeah, you know, I would definitely Uhura meets Uhuru. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, hey. Would you, know. you guys say that that was actually more of a fan art thing than a fan fiction thing? Or a cosplay yes. thing, definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Co- cosplay. I like it in cosplay, yeah. though. Yeah. Cosplay is it? I'm so sorry. No, that's, no, that's I'm terrible. This is me explaining <laughs> to the audience this something they already know. There's four <laughs> people in the room. We're going to be talking over each other, yeah. but... I think cosplay in its way is kind of like a fan fiction oh, yeah, because you're oh, inventing sure. a character like, you know, Loki hates you. I'm sure, you know, it, the whole thing is based on his interactions with the fans as Loki. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's what's Yeah, you come up with your own character, the own because the, like the the Mandalorian guys and girls. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like yes. they're their own characters. They would live within the Star Wars universe. Yes. Mm-hmm. They do their thing. Yeah. What would you guys say is the weirdest pairing in any genre that you've ever come across? Because I have one in case you guys want a suggestion. Star Trek meets Star Wars would be really good. I have a weird one. I have a weird one. Okay, so no, Benedict Cumberbatch played Khan in the movie that you hate most of all in in the entire world, Star Mm -hmm. Trek Into Darkness. You can say you played Khan all you want. (laughs) (laughs) So I have the whole threesome, Sherlock, Molly, and Khan. Oh, Oh, wow. I read them just because I was interested in it. It takes place on the Enterprise. And, yeah, Khan is very possessive of Molly, and, you know, he fights Sherlock for Molly, and and, and Molly like loves it. Sherlock, and she oh. was taken prisoner by Khan. I like the idea if it was Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the weirdest one I ever ran into, what and it? it was just popped up on a website one time, Babylon 5 and Scooby-Doo. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I, mean, I need to read that. Were, were the Scoobies in space? It was, it was only Daphne, and she somehow got like dragged through time to the Babylon Five era. So she was a person out of time. I like love it. Yeah, why not? What yeah. was your weird one? Well, actually, it's funny because you. Thank God you guys misinterpreted me, or we would have never had that. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually that, that led to a good place. I was actually thinking of the two characters in any genre. Oh, okay. Because I was looking around at Harry Potter fanfic, like you do, right. and I ran across a very dedicated following to Hermione Snape parents. Oh, yeah. I'm very uncomfortable oh, with yes. everything you just oh, said. Yes. And in some cases, they went ahead and said that it's after she graduated and then she became a teacher at the school, no, and no. that's when they paired up. But there's a but lot. But he of was them. dead. Yeah. Also, there's 70 universe. years between them. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it worse when it actually happened while she was in school. So, But it's a thing that exists. Yeah, well, the, the hot for teacher thing is a thing. It is. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I would say that I was just like, it was another one of those where I'm like, I can't believe this is a thing. I am going to read one more of these. Yeah, <laughs> no, I hear yeah. No more. I will not look at any more of this after these legs too because that title is kind of amazing. Exactly. Yeah, you want to know how this is. Oh, it's like, oh, and there's just one more chapter and probably this is the end. So, yeah. yeah that's, this that's is probably going to be the worst one so I should finish it so I can bitch about it. Yeah. But then there's a lot of like the names of different kinds of fix like there's alternate endings mm-hmm. like you didn't yeah. like the way it ended. Yeah. There's missing piece which like actually if you have a break in between scenes you're like, oh, what might have happened in there? You know, Ooh, question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where does the anapomorphic animals start falling into place? Oh, that's a, that's you get into furries, and that's an interesting. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with. Okay, so that is considered fiction. into the furry category when you start bringing in like anapomorphic animals. I just don't know how much that 
introduces itself into established fan fiction. I'm sure the furries would argue otherwise. They oh, probably have I'm versions sure where Kirk something. turns into a cat. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, I mean, I, and I only know the furry community ancillarily. Yeah. I think that may be right. You may have used that there, There's oh. probably a lot of authors' own characters. Just the fact yeah. that I guess I don't read enough anthropomorphic comic books and whatever yeah. to know characters that someone can really fall in love with and then introduce into other properties. I think that moves into the manga also the um, more of an art. Like the the visual art. Because we've discussed before many times the weirdness of certain fan art yeah. Things like I mean, I don't I don't want to call them tropes because that I don't want to call them that. But well, like, you get into tentacle porn and yeah, you got tentacle porn and yeah. you got like there's a big there's like the pregnant woman thing. In- inflation. I yeah. had to look that up to find out why are they drawing this character who's ginormous? Like yeah. actually not just pregnant but filling up a room fast. Yeah, it's weird. Or, or the foot like, thing. The foot thing is they a good they they, they, they draw a lot of feet and the feet like have mouths and they like kiss oh, things. Okay, now just, wait like, a minute, you've introduced something I've never heard of. Oh, I don't know what any of these terms. Did you run across that? <laughs> but, like, I do know that, uh, um, because, you know, Jana mentioned that the manga stuff, I'm sure, is rampant with fanfic, but the fanfic art is, I'm more familiar with that, because right. I don't read, but I will look at visual art. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes the art is really beautiful. Yeah. And that disturbs me on an artist level because I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, that is, it looks just like that person. It's a shame that you're not using your powers for good well, and you're see, doing something disgusting. You were the one who showed me a really pretty brilliant Wincest fan art at WonderCon. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that guy's famous for doing that. It's, it was awfully pretty, I have to admit. Yeah. I don't watch the show, but I was like, they're both pretty. And, I, you know, the actors aren't related. So. I uh, watched that documentary, uh, Trickies. <gasps> Love that documentary. Yes, yes, and that whole bit with Denise Crosby yes. talking with Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner, yes. yes. And they were comparing the pictures that a dedicated fan had sent in that had sketched of the two of them having sex. And I love the way they dealt with it, because she was just like, well, I don't really know what to think about this. And Brandon was like, yeah, I don't think they were really accurate about that point in your breast. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think possibly some of the things that bothers me about any kind of fandom, fan art, fan fiction is when people don't respect any kind of boundary. Like, who draws pictures of two real-life people having sex and then sends it to them? Yeah. <laughs> That's just... It's... That's just tacky. <laughs> it is. But, I mean, there's just... There is a lot of good stuff in there, and I think we've kept it to, like, you know, the BBC stuff and the um, science fiction stuff, the fantasy stuff and everything. But, like, Catherine and I, one of our introductions to a lot of the fanfic community was through West Wing fan fiction, for crying out loud. So that's a thing that people definitely write. That was actually, you were telling a story about finding the uh, the Ariadne and... Uh, Saito? Saito, yes. Yeah. That was my introduction, really, to fan fiction for West Wing, because I was actually looking for Sam Seaborn and Ainsley, and I stumbled across pairings of Sam Seaborn and CJ. Rob Lowe and Allison Janney. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe... <laughs> okay, well, I have some ideas. <laughs> She's too good for him. You know, granted. Yeah. <laughs> the actress is too good for the actor, but on the show, I think the characters would have done well together. That's fair. Yeah. But I, I actually got into it because of Allison Janney and Mark Harmon's character, and I had to write an alternate ending when, spoilers, they killed him! <laughs> That was just broke my heart. So that fan fiction got written the very next day. Really. I think it's interesting how any time, just as you continue to watch movies and TV shows, you just become so 
Um, it's almost like a magnet drawn to these characters. It's like I just saw Call Me By Your Name the second time, and I am in love with Elio and Oliver. And I've been, read like 20 fan fiction since I saw the movie since Friday. And, you know, <laughs> Some of which I probably get them, do you know, in a better place. Yes. And yeah. so, like, after the fact, like, it didn't end the way it did. Spoilers. Yeah. They're not together. <laughs> um, you know, so I was devastated. I was like crying, a blubbering crying. I went with Lisa and we were just like sharing one tissue and I was like, Oh my god, what happened? You know, and this I'm like, This can't be. I know somebody wrote something different about it and mm-hmm. those two characters, that movie affected me so much. I it was just a beautiful movie. And it was just a beautiful love story, and unfortunately, it didn't end the way I wanted it to, so I've read several fanfics that did. Well, so. it, it's so odd, because with the extras that are included on DVDs or Blu-rays, the alternate endings, oh, like, yeah. the yeah. director had a different idea for how something was going to end. I don't like those. I want the director to pick a story and yeah. stick with it. Fan fiction? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me all the different ways that this could possibly end, yeah. other than how the director Yeah, because when it. they do the alternate ending like that, it makes me think, well, did they have regrets? Or, you know, and I don't mind the deleted scenes as much because that probably, you know, they just cut out parts of the story they couldn't <laughs> tell. That's fine. But a lot of fanfic is that, like the, like you said, the in-between and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, like, what was interesting. The, the suggestion? It wasn't fanfiction, but it was a suggestion about the Ninth Doctor and Rose when he leaves oh, at the end of the first Exactly. Episode. That is essentially a fan fiction, which a lot of people listening to this have probably seen it before. You know, in the very first episode, the Doctor tells Rose, hey, you know, do you want to come with me on this ship? It travels through space. And she says, no, I've got to stay here. And he's like, okay. And he closes the door. The fan fiction is he went on and had all of these adventures for years and years and years. And he would always, every once in a while, practice saying a little something in the mirror. And he was going on. That's when he did the Saving the People in the Titanic and all that. So that then he comes back around, which in our time is like 30 seconds later on the show, opens the door and says, like he's practiced, did I mention it also travels in time? And then she gets on there. And so that was a fan fiction that somebody wrote. You mean when he saved the Titanic with Kylie Minogue? No, different one. Different okay, Titanic. I was that was a different Doctor yeah. Elizabeth, and that is a flaw in I your theory. Not going to mess that one up. No. But yes, but I love that whole idea because with time travel, you can do that. And mm-hmm. have somebody closes the TARDIS door, the TARDIS disappears. It could be centuries before they show up, but yep. you wouldn't be able to tell because they'd just be coming right back. Right. Oh, FYI, just in case anyone has any, the Christmas special this year was amazing. Really? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I, oh, man. I didn't cry, but I was close. Oh, good. No, I'm I, it was, I, uh, it was pleasurable, and I'm looking so forward to this next season. Good. So, yeah. Do you think this new, the female doctor's going to work? I think she said only one line, and she delivered it so wonderfully, where I was like, all right. Good. I'm, I'm in. Good. good. Thank goodness. But that's, I'm easy to please these days, though. <laughs> well, she's a fantastic actress. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you've seen her in Broadchurch, oh, she was on that God, episode. She just rips your heart well, out. Well, she was on an episode of Black Mirror, and she does the same thing. Oh, she rips your heart out. Have you watched any Black Mirror yet? I watched the first episode where he fucks the pig. Okay. I and I was you. like... Yeah, I, I see where this is going. This is the new, you know, the new Twilight Zone, the new Outer Limits, and I'm totally in. Except it's bleak. I and, don't and I, know yeah. that there are any uplifting stories. Well, I mean, I'm assuming the one that won the Emmy for Best Writing, the San... San... Ah, oh God. I haven't watched any of them yet. So I, it's I a season know. three episode, apparently. It's oh. supposed to be the, one of the most perfect ones ever, hmm. which okay. is fair, but I haven't 
gone back. So I guess okay. I didn't like it as much as I thought I did. I but don't they're know. All, they're all standalones. Though, they right? are all standalones, mm-hmm. so it's not like you need to watch them in order. It's an See, anthology. I like shows mm-hmm. like that. Uh, shoes. Shows like that because. I have such a short attention span, and if I don't keep going, I forget what happens, and then I have to. It's not so much re-watch. that I've I came to the conclusion a couple of weeks ago that there's a lot to watch now. Yes, mm-hmm. and life is short, yes. and I'm like, I want to. I pick could be and reading choose. fan fiction. No. Right, <laughs> I could be wasting my life reading fan fiction. Um, and after this podcast, I'm not going to lie. I may go and check some out just to you know give it a shot. Any pairing that pleases you whatsoever, there will be uh, that something to find. Yes. That is what is intriguing about is is the I, I can click on a hundred characters and a hundred characters within something. Yes. and see what's out there. So, who would you be interested in? Oh, I'm going to the X Men category first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they do have that one divided up between X Men comics and X Men movies. Yes. So in case, oh, well, but of course, the people, <laughs> the people writing it would have had the particular incarnation in their mind when yes. they wrote it, so oh. they would have picked it by the oh, I'm a hundred thousand percent M- much like that a- the James McAvoy. Um, what's his name? Magneto. Yes. Um, um, oh, that's definitely a pairing. Um, what's uh, a, what the hell's his oh, name? Help me. Oh my God, Fassbender. Thank yes. you. Oh, yes. that gets its own website. <laughs> <laughs> they showed them on the Graham Norton show the the fan art of them like doing it, yeah, and nice. they were like, "That's not how that would work." <laughs> Which they ship themselves. I was yeah. actually opening my mouth to say, "Would you go for the comic or the movie?" But you've answered that question. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I would probably do both because okay. it's X Men related. It's true, and I'm you know why not Star Trek or Star Wars? Yeah. Sure. Well, Doctor I'm- Who for sure. I want to see like. Ten hang out with like another someone else. Well, God, they probably pair the doctors with each other too. Yes, so. I'm sure that's should, should, yeah. should we should we share some of the names of the fan fiction that we've actually written? Or, oh yeah, like on, under our accounts. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Fanfiction.net. Uh, Strange Treasure is a Doctor Who fan fiction that I wrote mm. quite a few years ago. Very nice. And it is the only I've written like maybe a couple of vignettes, whatever. This is the only one that I actually sat down and made an outline because I needed to get plot points and you know events and all such a things linked up. What I like about that one is before they changed their mind on Doctor Who that the Doctor apparently has unlimited incarnations because back mm. in the day it was, was it 10? It was 12. It was 12. So this is his last incarnation that she was writing about but now today it's like apparently he can have as many incarnations as she wants. Yeah. It's still up in the air what's oh, going on. Okay. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Alright. That's fine. So how about you? Well, I, I couldn't really pick. Um, there's one that I like called Darkness and Daylight which used to be called Under the Weather oh. but I changed the name at one point, but it was a Star Trek Voyager fanfic with Harry and Bellana. Harry? Yep. She was I a know. big old shipper of that. Too. She <laughs> was so <laughs> disappointed when you it didn't go Oh, no, we're talking about that. I will put you on hold for a moment, Jana. Harry? Interesting. It was written, probably I wrote it like within the first couple of seasons, and I think it's entirely based on the fact that they both woke up in the medic bay together. Yes, there was that. Yeah, Yeah, and that's somehow in my mind that put it all together. So yeah, I paired the two of them, and you know what? There's other people who agree with me. (laughs) That's fine. She got lots of likes for that. I'm sure. I just never looked at Harry and thought... I don't, you know... Sexual? I mean... It was also my fascination with Asian dudes at the time, so you got that. Well, you know, praise Jesus. Um, (laughs) 
before I go to one of yours, what what doctor did you deal with? Well, it was the last one, and I had only ever watched Fourth Doctor uh, episodes so, at that okay. point. So, and the, one of the first ones that I'd really, I mean, after we got ourselves scared half to death watching a Fourth Doctor episode when we were like ten, yeah, so, the Leisure Hive. Yeah. So yeah, and the whole you know truncated story is Nathan and I hear someone announcing out our order at a sandwich place saying number six. Three nine and Nathan said, "Oh my God, it's a Dalek!" And I said, "What's a Dalek?" And he said, "We have to watch Doctor Who now." So we watched Fourth Doctor. So even though it's his last incarnation, it's pretty much the Fourth Doctor. Oh, yeah. there we go. Also, Sarah, Sarah Jane. Jane. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> that's always, who she was shipping. Yeah, always no, my it, favorite character. Yeah, yes, no. I yeah. And what are some of the names of things you have written? I've written for two different fandoms. I've read, written for Sherlock, and um, one of that one of those is. Sherlock's favorite reason to lose sleep. And it's because he's shagging Molly Hooper. Yeah. <laughs> the title was too subtle for yeah. you. Right, no, I got it. It's not stopping crimes. It's shagging. Yeah. And um, also, I'm a huge fan of Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Oh, yes, if you haven't you seen are. it, check it out on um, Netflix. I actually went to Miss Fisher Con in Las Vegas, and we had a whole day of workshops of writing fan fiction. And so one of those was... I wrote. Oh, I've written several for them. Maybe three for that show. So, so we should probably say like usernames if you're comfortable with usernames. Oh yeah, mine is Southern Girls Rock with no vowels um, on uh, archive of our own. And Catherine, uh, Lady Dragon Four because apparently there were three other people who chose the same name. <laughs> but at least on. you got four yeah. and not like Lady Dragon eighty six. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely Lady Dragon Four on fanfiction.net. Yeah, yeah. And I'm fanfiction.net. It's you know my username is usually Elizabeth. This was before I added the A in it, so it's L-L-Y-Z-B-E-T-H. And then we also have... We have one that's like an author name that was our names combined together. So if you search Lisbeth, you'll find this one as well. We did a Star Trek Enterprise fan fiction between the two of us, writing it back and forth between North Carolina and California, and it was an April Fool's Day episode. That with we everybody playing. And this is the only time we'll be okay with author's own characters, because we knew we couldn't just stick to the main characters. We had to bring in spear carriers playing jokes on each other yes. throughout the ship. Yeah, but it's not. I don't think any of them were actually us, though. No, no, no. There wasn't, and there really weren't any relationships going on. No, no. I can weren't. safely say to Paul does not think that's funny. She doesn't. She but doesn't, but there's a thing that happens that you would probably like. I'll have to send you the link on that one. Like, Paul does not find humor. I think that may have been a plot point of that particular story that she's not at all amused with this sort of April Fool's yes. Day shenanigans. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything else left in the world of fanfic that you've not covered? <laughs> covered most of it. You had a book with notes. Did we hit all your notes? Oh, well, I mean, it's just like the history of how we experience fanfiction, but I think we pretty much covered all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all the okay. different genres that we've written for, like West Wing, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Enterprise, you Transformers. Had Next, oh, yeah. You had Next Generation, I think, at one point? or Oh, no, that was one that I really liked, the ah. Picard and Beverly Crusher. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Transformers. That's another genre out there that gets really Transformers weird. Transformers with I, sex. That's yeah. got to be weird. I mean, because yeah. it's it's like robot on human love, I assume. No, it's, not necessarily. Well, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. robot on robot, too. So that's I just, I just right. remember. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds terrible, but I remember reading an article ages ago about someone looking through fan fiction and they ran into Transformers porn fan fiction. They said, I'm sorry, it feels like my childhood just got raped at gunpoint. (laughs) It's pretty weird. Some of it is, because it's like, what did you, I could have sworn years ago, and this is back in college when I first discovered fan fiction, and this is one thing that I found, and I did a whole big nope on that, 
and I think it was called Squishies, and it was the idea that how the sex happens is there are only robots on the outside. They take plates and things away, and there's actual organs under there. Oh, I was God. Like, I know, immediately I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm finished. That's fine. That was really weird. And of course, it was an odd way to get introduced to fan fiction, because since most of the characters on the show, on the animated show, were men, yeah. it's all slash fic. Yeah, all of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the, what, three characters that got introduced yeah. in an episode? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Before we leave, what was because even before I knew what fan fiction was, slash fic was the term that I ho- I heard most, mm-hmm. and it always had to do with Kirk and Spock. Right? I mean, does that? I mean, we already said that was kind of like the genesis of where this was. Yes. But where did that come from? Was it that stupid Nine Inch Nails video that someone made, and then it just kind of went from there? Slash or yeah, or the, like the actual name Slash? No, I mean, just what? Why? Why? Why was it Kirk and Spock that started it? I just think people were just so fascinated by these characters, and where you know, it's the 1960s, so I think the information age made information easier to spread. And I think there were fanzines at the time, which is really popular. And I think those stories got started in there. Also, I think maybe it became more acceptable to be open about gay relations. Not it wasn't perfect, but you started to see it more than you would in like the 50s and 40s. Yeah, definitely. You're getting into you know the late 60s, early 70s. Steve, people. <coughs> Still love those characters, and they yeah. just something about Star Trek captured people's imaginations yeah. the way I don't think it had been done. And the the whole concept of fandom, I think, really took off. Yes, they are Star the Trek. kind of the the, uh, the the beginning of fandom, right? Really. Yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, instead of it being Spock and Uhura, which is what I would have gone with, it ended up being Spock and Kirk. Yep. Well, you got your wish. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I'm so happy. It took forever. Thank you, JJ. Yes. Yep. 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 Uh, speaking of fanzines, I just wanted to mention, too, I have another friend that before the internet became popular, she used to have a fanfic club, and they would type up their stuff, send it onto a disc, and then send it to the president of the club, and then she would have them all printed into a book, all of them, wow. and then they would mail them out. Wow. Yes. So that was like, she's a little bit older than me, so... And you never can tell. I mean, sometimes you can make good on this. You and I had a collection of Star Trek stories. Remember those short stories? Basically, it was, you know, probably the 1980s. First example I can think of, it was like legitimate printing. They actually solicited stories from people in the Star Trek universe, Mm -hmm. and they ended up picking the best ones and printing in a book. And, of course, What's Her Bucket, who wrote... um, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. That was a Twilight fan fiction that she realized, I'll never be able to sell this under Twilight. I'll make it into my own thing. So, well, uh, the, um, That yep. is unbelievable. If you, yeah. yeah, the fact that that is a fanfic yes. that became a phenomenon yes. yep. in literature. I say literature, yeah. <laughs> uh, but quote, that turned into a movie franchise that people do not want, but need to make fun of and go see. Apparently so. And you know what? If you read that book, which I have, because I wanted to be informed. I read the first book. (laughs) I want to go ahead and say that. (laughs) It actually does read like a fanfic. And I mean that by the level of quality of it as well. You've alluded that in the past when we've talked about it. You were kind of like, yeah, she's not a writer. No, no. I mean, she does fine. And she actually wrote it. She does fine fine. for what it is. And she got a book published and I never have. So I'm going to give her props on that. But no, it's not the greatest writing, but somehow it just caught people's attention. Yeah. 
But uh, on the other end of the spectrum, I am eternally grateful that my first fan fictions are on blue-lined notebook paper that will never be shared with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. I got notebook pages around someplace, and I'm like, God, I hope nobody ever finds that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the number of times that you would have the characters there happily ever after is they get together, and then they die, so nothing else will ever happen to them. So that's that's how you end it. Fair. <laughs> I know. And if you want to go further, they die and then their ghosts get together, so they go off to heaven. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. I wrote this when I was 15. <laughs> Stop yourself. Uh, and I would read it, okay? Uh, anything else? Any reading? Thoughts? I think we've covered a lot of ground. I think we need a recap later of what Leland has read. Yes. yes. After this. Sure. I can probably tell you nothing. <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen Leland for like a month. He's reading fan pages. Yeah, like, I want you to send us links. Yeah, and sure. I'll send you a link and be like, so I came across this. What? The hell. <laughs> exactly. Six months from now, will Leland have maybe written his own? Oh, yes. I, I write them in my head all the time. I just never go to paper. It's a quick, it's a quick step to put them. Go to paper. Head, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> We're old school. That's yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so that will be us for the beginning of the new year. Off to a strange start, so that that's fair. Um, this has been a long time coming. We've from since the inception <laughs> of the show, we had originally wanted to do a fanfic topic, and specifically we wanted uh, Catherine and Jay to both yep. be here. So we specifically kind of waited two years for you to visit when we had time. You've yeah. been here since that, but it's been Comic Con, and yeah. let's be yeah. honest. Oh my god, there's well, no time to record. I to get her out here when it's not yeah. Comic Con. The city seems totally different. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. It looks calmer. The yeah, stormtroopers aren't walking the street. Yeah, well, that's not always a good thing. So I like some, me some stormtroopers on the street. So it's always fun. But uh, so anyway, I, uh, I, this is Lost in Sci Fi. Crossing over with binary system podcast because I wanted to say it wrong as usual. <laughs> That's okay. Can remember it? Uh, binary systems podcast. Uh, lots of sci-fi. This is Elizabeth, Leland, Catherine, and Jada. Everyone say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, we will see you when we see you. Yeah. Whenever. <laughs>